You're listening to Selfish the Podcast. This is the place where we make much ado about you. I'm your host, Allie Martin. Thanks for joining me. Nicole and I have been friends for close to 10 years now. For as long as I've known her, she has always practiced self-care. Recently, she took the plunge and started Louisville Salt Cave. Not only is she following her dreams, her business encourages us all to take a break and breathe. Thank you so much for talking with me, Nicole. Thank you for having me, Allie. So first, tell us what led you to becoming a business owner. Um... It was a pretty quick process. (laughs) I was in uh, corporate marketing for an ag company, agriculture company. Um, I had been doing something similar for about 10 years out of college and managed to, I guess, um, have a lot of success in those roles uh, in what I think is a short time in my career. Um, And I guess I just got to the point where I was ready to work, um, have that hard work pay off for myself. I just kept giving it back and giving it back. And I wasn't reaping the benefits from, um, specifically work-life balance and flexibility, which was key to me. Um, I have three children and when they came into my life, the entire, um, my, my outlook on my work and my time completely changed. So, um, pretty soon, into my second uh, job in in that career field, I was ready to start working for myself. I didn't know in what capacity, um, but I was ready for for flexibility and for it to be more more ownership-based. So you started the Louisville Salt Cave. So talk to us about the benefits of salt. What did you, what led you to go down that path and what excited you about that? Sure. And I guess, um, I can talk a little bit about how I got to opening the salt cave. Um, it was really a lot of this, everything that I do now, everything that led me here, um, I consider very much faith driven. Um, I was actually, I just had my third child. And so I was unemployed at that time. I had left my previous company just to have the child be home with my other two kids for a period of time. Um, so I was coming back into the workforce, but I didn't know where or how or what I was going to be doing. And my husband lost his job. So um, here we are with three children. Both of us are unemployed for about two weeks. And I'm talking to my best friend um, on the phone. And she says, I think I'm going to go work for my dad. What I'm doing now is not fulfilling. Um, and she had done that before. And it wasn't a good situation. I said, don't you dare. We had talked about the salt cave probably three years before all of this came about. Um, so at that point, I was, we were just like, let's do this. Um, we sense. did. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we're both in a place where the time is right. So we jumped. Um, why a salt cave? Uh, my business partner had been to one in Asheville, North Carolina when she was studying for her aromatherapy certification. Um, she went as a place to quiet the mind. I had left my corporate job specifically, uh, with the goal to get, well, while I was there, I was practicing meditation. Um, I had looked at meditation as a possible business venture, but I couldn't figure out how to make it work. 
um, what the business model for the salt cave offers is not just a, uh, it offers a quiet place to practice meditation or just to check out, um, to stop. A lot of people come and pray. Um, some people take a nap, but in addition to having this quiet space, we also had the opportunity to help people, um, through a therapeutic, uh, perspective. And, and that's where the benefits of salt come into play. So, Halo therapy um, just stands for dry salt therapy. It's Greek for salt. Halo is. Um, so we fill the cave, which is constructed out of five tons of Himalayan salt. Uh, we fill it with pharmaceutical grade sodium fluoride. And we do that. It's just a dry, dry salt. It's ground up in a generator and then it's put into this cave at a specific uh, particle distribution. But we do this because salt has antimicrobial and anti-inflammatory. So the research that's done on halotherapy, uh, it's typically either respiratory research, bronchial um, research, it's great for sinus congestion, um, as well as uh, skin dermatological research. So it's going to help um, clear, balance pH of the skin. If there are bacteria such as acne with the skin, it's going to help uh, that situation. Um, with regard to the respiratory tract, it breaks up congestion in the sinuses. So just the salt particles themselves will help move around, uh, get things, get air flowing better. Um, and because of the antibacterial, antimicrobial properties of salt, it helps fight against bacteria and viruses. So specifically people that suffer with allergies, asthma, COPD, bronchitis, any challenge where, um, first of all, there's inflammation. And then when you add the challenge of bacteria, virus, or such like a pollen, something that's going to further irritate that area. Um, the salt helps combat that from inflammation and from uh, antimicrobial perspectives. So when you come to the cave, you just lay there and the salt does the work. Um, but you are able to go into a really deep state of mental rest, at, um, more so than a massage. I consider it kind of like a mind massage. Um, and then the salt helps you physically breathe easier and it's a great perk for the skin as well and not only is it beneficial it well it's gorgeous the cave I mean you walk in and it's beautiful um but I will I'm right there with you because when I went um and I went to the Louisville Salt Cave and I did not realize how tense I was until you are actually laying in that chair and you're breathing and you're focusing on your breath. And then I realized once I relaxed how tense I, I was and had been. Um, so it really is, I think I'm more aware in a salt cave than I am in a massage. Because in a massage you tend to, you know, maybe drift off to sleep. Um, but I think in the salt cave I, I was definitely more aware of my breath and focused on the intention of being there, which was nice. Nice. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear if you have any other success stories of customers that have um, come into the cave. We have a, a lot of clients. I, I don't want to pick on one because there's been different people that come for different reasons. Um, but so there's a couple that comes from Indiana. Um, they come every two weeks for allergy relief. Uh, we just hired somebody that has been able to go off of her um, medication for allergies um, because she's she was a regular client. We needed to hire somebody. She wanted to work there for perks. Um, so people have been able to either supplement 
or come off their medication. Um, everybody that comes in, I wish we had a before and after camera like you'd see on roller coaster rides because they come in, everybody has, you know, the wear of the day on them. They come out, you open the door at the salt cave and people are just, like you said, they're just rested. Um, so I'd say that our success story is in the amount of people that come back. So we have, we sell package discounts. We have a, a really, um, large group of people that we call our salt of the earth members because they have bought numerous packages um, and they're committed and they're bringing their friends and family and spreading the word. So I think um, in terms of one client, I don't really have one single success story. When we opened, we had a guy that came every day, but (laughs) I think that our success is in repeated business and that it works and people love it and they come back. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can definitely, you walk out of there with a pep in your step and um, definitely feeling refreshed and uh, renewed. So uh, I can definitely be a testament to that. Thank you. Um, now, you, like I said in my intro, you have always been passionate about self-care. Um, I, you are just the epitome of that to me. Um, I would love to hear what your <laughs> philosophy is behind that. Where, where do you direct and guide yourself when it comes to self-care? Oh, I think it's funny that you say that because as a mother, (laughs) I feel like it's the last thing I think about. Um, But I think, again, it comes back to faith and trust. Um, I'm not afraid to take risks. And I think that's where historically in my past where I've gotten to with different careers or where marriage or children, whatever, um, it's a leap of faith. And so with regard to self-care, I notice that I do I do better when I listen to my body, but then you can only become in tune with your body if you practice listening to your body. So a lot of times in the past, I've taken these big leaps of faith or these, these huge risks because I knew something was off and I didn't know what it was and I couldn't put a, a finger on it specifically, but I knew something wasn't in balance with, it wasn't in harmony, right? And, and I can't define it. I don't have... Um, any reason. It was just kind of intuition, I guess, Mm -hmm. but I trusted it. So, um, with regard to self care, I know that when I stop and pause and listen, that I can face the world and whatever stresses may be coming my way or, you know, are there currently, um, I'm in a better place to handle them. When I don't stop and pause, it's very apparent. Okay. Like it it hits me physically. I'll get sick or like everybody does. Mm -hmm. Um, or I'll react, I'll become very reactive to things. So like knowing that something is not in harmony and having now after multiple years of just (laughs) not even having any clue what to do, just going with it. Um, I'm, I'm stepping back and checking back in. So I take more time now to, um, pause and to just listen. Um, the key again is I'm type a personality. So when I go to the salt cave, it takes me 30 minutes sometimes to get to that point of mm-hmm. Zen that point of rest. But that last 15 minutes of that session, I am in such a quiet place where my consciousness is shut down. It's listening to the subconscious. And in order to do that, you have to constantly come back to the pause, constantly come back to the quiet. You can do it with a word or a mantra or, 
um, prayer, but just constantly stopping the mind and the chatter and what Buddhists call the monkey brain, just stopping and pausing and reconnecting. And then you face the world as a much more balanced you. I love that. The monkey brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so through this whole process, I know it hasn't all been Zen. Right. What's been the hardest part? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's peeling back those layers. Um, like an onion, you know, you just constantly uncover parts of yourself that you didn't know were causing you to act in a certain way or be who you are. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's just, uh, I, I go in and, you know, I think, oh, well, I've got this work life balance. I have, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I want to be doing. I'm an entrepreneur and I love it. And I get to spend my days, you know, in these, um, selfish, places, you know, to, to drum up business and to be part of that community. Um, but it's not easy. The more you learn about yourself, the more, um, you grapple with the ego. So I think mm -hmm. that with regard to the journey, we, um, it's just a constant learning process and to be able to handle, um, those things about yourself that you don't like, um, and, and face them in a, in an objective manner without judgment. And I think that's been the hardest part is to release that judgment and to continue, continue to learn. It's a never ending process. Um, but the more that you can step back and release that judgment about yourself, which in turn releases judgment about others and it makes the world a better place. Um, that's not an easy process. So I'd say that's the hardest part of the journey. It's hard enough as it is. We don't need that extra judgment from ourselves added on top of it. Right, right. And you project that outward. You know, so it, you don't want to hurt the people that are closest to you. And it that's continually checking in with yourself to make sure you're not, your, your ego's not running the, running the things. So on the flip side of that, what has been the most enjoyable or the easiest part of this process? Oh, the inspiration. <laughs> I'm easily inspired. Yes. Um, last week I was fortunate enough to attend, uh, the festival of faiths, which is put on by Louisville. Um, and there were a number of esteemed presenters at this event. I, I can't speak highly of it enough. Um, but with each one of them, they brought a different inspiration. So it, it's almost like, I don't even know where to start now with helping to share the love. Um, but the love that, that has been the easiest part. It, when you know that what you're doing on a daily basis is changing the community in a more positive manner. Um, it's really easy to go out and promote that and really easy to, to tell people the benefits of it, um, to bring, try to bring people in, board, in the door and, you know, generate excitement around what you're doing. So I say this because there was, I believe it was a Harvard research study done on the impact of meditation in a uh, high crime rate society where they would bring together 1% of the population that would sit in a peaceful uh, meditation, meditative practice for a period of time. And they were able to reduce the crime rate of that city um, just with 1% of that population. So with the Salt Cave, I personally feel like what we're doing daily is helping people go back into Louisville as their best self. Um, so we're giving them an opportunity just to check out for a minute. They are breathing easier. So if there's any challenge um, in the respiratory tract, which we're in the Ohio Valley, allergies are terrible here. Amen. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I'm coughing. 
just as we speak, but, um, to be in that space and you're breathing easier. So there's, you know, the, the benefit physically, but, um, they go into a place of rest where that subconscious kicks in and it's, it's a healing process. It's healing for the whole body. And when they leave the cave, they're entering Louisville as their best selves, um, at least for a period of time. And so having the opportunity to be a part of that to me is just, um, I'm just completely humbled and grateful. To, to be able to do that. So I think the inspiration, the, the love is, is the best part. Yeah. You have a front row seat. It's some pretty inspirational things. So that that's exciting. So you own a business and like you mentioned, you're a mom of three. How do you balance everything? Practice. Um, it takes work. <laughs> I recognize the benefit of balance. So I'm constantly checking in to see where, um, where I need to, to switch, uh, put more effort in. Um, so recently I, I did, a, I guess an eight wheel, um, test to show where, where I was, whether it was love, money, work, um, fun, happiness, spirituality. And since opening my business, my, my fun had gone out the window, <laughs> which you'd think mm. that, you know, here I am doing what I want to do. This is great. And, but I spent so much time because, of course, my business is the most important thing. But, of course, I have three children. They're the most important thing. So um, I just totally checked out with regard to friends and fun. Um, so I think just constantly checking in on yourself, um, make a list of what your priorities are and uh, look back at it and see where you are. Where are you spending the most of your the most amount of your time and um figuring out what you can do to, to help just balance those areas. Yeah. I mean, that, that's really, um, being aware of it is, is probably the biggest component of being able to actually balance everything. And absolutely. So, you know, with the show, it's about taking time out for yourself. It's making sure you take care of your own well being. How are you selfish, Nicole? I do it often. <laughs> so good for you. Um, yeah, because my business, <laughs> well, I, I consider it work, right? That's, that's the only way to, to make it fit. Um, but I, you know, I've, I'm a part of a yoga community. Um, so I, I go to a yoga class. I only do this once a week because that's all I can make time for. But for me, that's huge to be able to get out and go to a yoga class mm-hmm. once a week is, um, full gratitude to my husband for allowing me to do the things I need to do in our, in our juggling schedules. Um, but yeah, that, and then I practice meditation. I can't say daily, but almost daily. Um, and that's just 20 minutes a day of sitting down and quieting the mind. I tell you, I started this when I was in the corporate world. Um, I was talking to a therapist and she said, download an app, do two minutes a day. That's all you need to do. And that's kind of where this whole journey started was two minutes a day from an app on my iPhone. And now I'm doing 20 minutes a day, almost every day, whenever I, um, whenever I can do it, I try to make time for it daily. Um, just again, to quiet and check back in with yourself. I believe that this is, um, checking back in with what God, the universe, I believe this is my prayer time, um, to stop for 20 minutes and let, let God direct me, my subconscious. I don't know what he, you know, where I'm supposed to go, what I'm supposed to do each day. 
every day I wake up, I try to make a point to, to ask for guidance and to go where I'm supposed to be, to wake up in love, um, your heart, just, just feeling love. Everybody knows what love feels like. You know, we've all been loved at, at some point or another, but to be able to feel that love first thing out of the bed, it's going to set your day off. It's going to help you get, um, on the right track. So everything from yoga to meditation to, but, um, I think connecting with yourself is the most important thing. So taking that time, even if it's just a minute in your car, when you get to the grocery early, um, to pause and to say, I'm going to breathe six breaths and I'm going to focus on those six breaths. Um, any little bit that you can do to stop and pause and connect with yourself, um, it's going to help. And it, it grows as you continue to do it. You do it more and more and more. Well, that's what I love. I love to hear that because I find it very difficult to get into a meditation practice and you, you may do it for a couple weeks and then you get out of the habit and then you think, well, gosh, do I want to try to do it again? Because I, I failed the last time I tried, but you know, that's, I guess where the word practice comes into play. And uh, I'm encouraged to hear that your two minutes has led to 20. So um, I'm going to yeah. give it another shot. You know, um, one of the things that uh, was mentioned at the Festival of Faiths last week was that it's not about what happens after you meditate or how you feel. It is every connection because, you know, like I said, type A, our minds are everywhere. We're going constantly. You know, what's mm -hmm. next? Every opportunity to come back and to pause and say, wait a minute, no, I'm just going to breathe. It's just now. It's just the present moment. Every connection that you do, every time you do that, it's one connection closer to God or closer to spirit, whatever your belief system is. That is the practice, is that coming back to presence. Um, that's where the transformation takes place. It's not in what happens afterward. It's every time you make that commitment to come back to presence, that's where the transformation takes place. I like that. Yeah. Because then you, you never really fail. I mean, because you can always come back. Right. It's just a constant growth. You're just constantly growing and, and getting closer and closer, quieter and quieter, more and more in tune with yourself. I like that. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more of? Oh yeah. I want to change the world. Uh. <laughs> and if anybody could do it, it's you. Oh, well, that's really sweet. Thanks. Um, yeah, there's, you know, talking about Louisville specifically, um, the theme for the festival of fates was compassion. And we are a city that is being looked at on a global perspective as a leader, as a compassionate city. Um, but that doesn't mean that we sit back and we're comfortable um, it means that we're uncomfortable. And this was brought up a lot. Um, I live in an area of Louisville that you don't see uh, challenges that our city faces, but there's areas of the city that face incredible crime, um, poverty. You have kids coming into kindergarten with PTSD. Um, but that's my city, you know, and I don't want to sit back in my town or my area of town and just watch all these lovely people come in and out of the salt cave in this environment. I want to get involved in the areas that need as an environment that need compassion. Um, so that's my, my passion. Um, that's what I want to do, do more. I just want to get more involved specifically with Louisville because that's not, that's where I know I can make a difference right now. Um, 
ultimately I want to change the world. So we'll see where it goes. But uh, for now, I want to get more involved with our city um, and working in that area of compassion. I love that. What's next for you? I have no idea. I'll figure, you know, <laughs> that's where I just um, I check in, right? Because mm. this all manifested just in a drop of a dime. Like literally, my husband lost his job. Two weeks later, we're opening a salt cave. Um, wow. And that's what I so beautiful about life because when you have faith and you just give it up to the universe and say, you know, what's next? You never know what's going to happen. You can't plan this stuff. Um, and, and I think that's, what's exciting is who knows I'll keep practicing my meditation. Um, and I think the, the joy comes in that practice. It's just in, um, the pause and that connection. It's about now, right? It's not about what's tomorrow or what's 10 years from now. It's about right now. Um, so I guess to answer that question most specifically, um, I got dinner with my kids. That's the best, right? Like it's because on the that's now. Down. Yeah, right. That's now. So um, I, I have full faith that this life is going to continue to be a wild ride and I love it. I love the ride. Um, so who knows? We'll see. Nicole, congratulations on all your success so far. You are so gracious to take the time to talk with us today. Thank you. Visit LouisvilleSaltCave.com to learn more. You've been listening to Selfish. You can find show notes on SelfishThePodcast.com. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend about Selfish and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 